Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Fish Across the Pond, a Miami Marlins UK baseball podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Joining me, the three lads are back, Lee, Dan, Rob. How are we, guys? Yeah, I'm all good. Yeah, very well, thanks. Yeah, very good. Good, lads. Good to, good to be back. We're fresh off the seven-day IL. We're back. I've moved house. My broadband has been updated, upgraded. Big shout out to Sky. My expensive mic has been damaged. <laughs> so, so we've had to can the mic. <laughs> what we've realised is that the uh, the sound quality is better, <laughs> better without the mic. So there we go. Anyway, the boys are back in town. 16th episode. The curse is real, though, guys, because we haven't recorded for just over a week, and the Marlins are winning. And uh, there are rumours we need to shut this down, but we'll we'll persevere. I've been messaged by multiple people on Twitter saying, "Where's the next pod? When's it out?" Hey, it's Wednesday morning. Where's my pod? So here we are. We're back. So, guys. It's fair to say, in preparation for this pod, what we've realised is none of us have really watched much Marlins baseball. So we've watched all of the crap in the early part of the year, and then now now we're winning. We haven't been watching it in its entirety, but now my broadband's back. I'm, I'm going to make a, a big effort to be back into it. We've all had busy lives anyway, but it's good to be back, guys. Um, in terms of today's pod... We are recording on a uh, on a Tuesday as normal. We've just had the first round yesterday evening of the draft, so we're going to dive into that. The reality is, again, we know very little about the draft in terms of the process and the history, so again, the blind leading the blind on this one, but no problem. What we do know is the players we've drafted. Luckily, Rob has, um, knows how to pronounce the player names as well, so that's going to be useful. Um so we'll go through the amateurs of the draft, but <clears throat> a quick recap on what we've what we've had since we last recorded, which has been ages ago. We, if everyone can remember, we had just swept the Mets. The brooms were out for the first time in God knows how long. We just won the first game against the Tigers. I was predicting an eight-game win streak. Didn't quite make it to eight. We got to six. We swept the Tigers as well, and then we ran into the powerhouse of the Nats. Got beat by them 3-1. The only game we won, standard against Scherzer. We've got his number this year. Um, then we had a failed sweep against the Giants. We we faltered again. The brooms had obviously been overused the week before. And then we had a slow start against the Padres and then absolutely exploded. Guys, this is a completely different Marlins team now from the one we saw earlier in the season. The only game I've watched in its entirety was the Padres' Sunday game. And for me, I didn't recognise recognize what I was watching because everyone was hitting. Everyone in the outfield was hitting, bar Austin Dean, I think, primarily. But it was just an offensive explosion. And it all every inning, there was a one, two runs, three runs. This wasn't the Marlins we've seen. So, <laughs> Dan, I'll come to you because... I always feel like it's fair when the positive side is happening. You're the man to come to. Is this is this the Marlins you expected 
at the start of the year, this type of Marlins baseball? No. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't expect us to be winning um but what a love what a surprise and and it just shows like when things can come together with the bats that this team will will win games because the pitching's never been the issue mm. that's always been fine it's been you know well i'll come on to the pitching again a bit later because again that's that's been brilliant but yeah suddenly we can we can hit a baseball and we can get some runs and it's just like things have clicked with the outfield of people like Cooper and Ramirez and Herrera um, being being in the uh, rotation regularly, and um, everyone's doing their job. I mean, I, I, just running down quickly over the last seven days, we've had um, and Anderson twenty five at bats. He's, he's hitting point for point three two zero. Rojas twenty one at bats. Point three three three. Ramirez twenty five at bats. Point three six zero. Cooper twenty two at bats. Point three six four. Alfaro. 15 at bats, 0.533. Machine. And then even though it's not been as many, Herrera, with just five at bats, but he's hitting 0.600. And it just seems every time he comes up to, to hit a ball, it's just like, you know what's going to happen. It's just like, you know, it's just suddenly clicked very well. And you combine that with our very good pitching, which has never been a problem. I mean, over again, over the last seven games, I think our starting pitchers have only... I think they've only let in uh, allowed six earned runs. That's our starting pitches. So you can you combine those two, you're going to win baseball games, and that's what we're doing at the minute. So it's a very pleasing uh, week it's been, and further. So nice, refreshing change. Yeah, yeah, I agree, mate. It's it's whilst I haven't watched much of it live, which has been disappointing. And again, one of the series was um, was a, a West Coast series, obviously. So it's never great for us anyway, but. Every time I'm flicking on, you just go down and uh, flick down the line, the lineup, and everyone's having hits. Yeah. You know, it's and Ramirez for me is the one that seemingly stood out. You know, from a hit hit streak perspective. And I tell you who else though, and Alfaro I've loved all year anyway, and he, he had a bit of a, a wobble in the middle. But I think what's happened with Alfaro, he's drifted down the order actually, and has seemingly then come alive at that seventh spot. That seems to kind of be suiting him. Yeah. But for me, Cooper's the one. And when I when I look at Cooper, the stature of the guy, he's a he's huge, isn't he, Cooper? And you think if he stays healthy and he's hitting, you know there's just balls are gonna disappear because he's bloody massive guy. So <laughs> you know it's it, you're right, it's really clicking. Rob, I'll come to you next, mate. Who if I said to you now, who's your favorite Marlins player? in the lineup, who would you take now? And would you have guessed it would have been this person at the start of the year? Um, yeah, so right on, bang on now, um, it, it, you'd, you'd have to say Harold Ramirez because he looks so exciting, so explosive. You remember I think a couple of podcasts ago, you were talking about his stance, how it was slightly Stanton-esque, but it was, it was like more bend in the knee. And he, every time he comes to play, he looks like he's going to hit. Now, we've been talking for weeks and weeks and weeks about how much we wanted one of these players coming up from AAA to be able to do that, to be able to come in and just just set us alight because we were so unable to be able to get, you know, a couple of players on base and just to get, you know, that, that RBI, just to chip off those little runs as in, in our short game, as Mattingly has, has been sort of saying, is the way we've got to play. And Ramirez has done that. It's not just the, the home runs. It just 
it just every time there's a lot of second bases in there. He he just looks fantastic. So for me at the moment, I'm really really excited about Harold Ramirez. Maybe not so much with the glove out in the outfield. He's made a few mistakes there. Um, there was uh, 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 you know there was that entertaining moment um, last week. I've forgotten which game it was where it was him and Castro and one other uh, all standing around while the ball fell in the middle of them, but. You know, that will come because, you know, he's a young player. Um, but it is it is that kind of fire that we wanted out there and maybe starting to settle our outfield slightly. Um, so, yeah, he's been really exciting with the pitching. Um, well, it's, it's really difficult. Week on week, I changed my mind. Uh, at the moment, it's Trevor Richards um, uh, and uh, Sandy Alcantara. Uh, there was a great stat about him. Um, about how he'd been changing the number of or the type of pitches per game. So there might be a game where he just lots and lots of fastballs. Another game, it might be more more curveballs. He seems to have that all-round ability to be able to change his game to suit the pitches. Um, yeah, it's difficult. But I'm going to go for Harold Ramirez in the bat. And this week... It'll probably be Trevor Richards, but in other other weeks it could have been Pablo Lopez, Sandy Alcantara, even you know Jose Arania. Caleb Smith is always there, and you know always good. That's Dan's guy. You can't you can't have him. So. <laughs> I'll you, share him. You've you've stuck there all year, Dan. So I'm, I'm happy with that. I think I claim Pablo early doors as well. Maybe I don't know, but I don't know. Rob, you were high up on Pablo as well. I remember at the at the start. So. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Pablo Lopez in the, in the long run could turn into that that ace. Um, although we've got several there um, at the moment, and um, just one point with that though is that and Liam made this point in our last podcast. Out of our pitchers, we are the only team in the MLB who have only used five pitchers. And that shows the consistency. And this is why we've got, we're, we're doing so much better. Because you've got such consistency in your pitching, and that's giving us a chance every game. You think about the, the game against Detroit where um, um, Cooper hit his grand slam. We were 2-0 down. But even so, we'd only let two runs go. Um, the game the, the other night against the Padres, who've got a you know, really good sort of batting lineup. Richards didn't let a run go. Um, and this is what makes the difference that we can win games later on. Uh, and, yeah, you know, we don't look like an Orioles. Uh, we don't look like uh, uh, a Royals or, or a Blue Jays at the moment who are faltering. We do look like we've got some really good momentum. Yeah. I, I will just give, give the Harold Ramirez stats, by the way, um, as we should do. Um, Getting the start of the weekend early. <laughs> yeah, why not? So um, he's, he's he's averaging three seven three so far, um, and <laughs> this is really good. Really, uh, sixty seven at bats, twenty five hits, ten RBIs. I'll just give you a bit of a comparison. Uh, the Grandy Man is at one hundred and forty five at bats. Uh, he has twenty seven hits. <laughs> so <laughs> Ramirez is uh, uh, yeah is basically got almost the same number of hits for. What was getting close to a, a third of the number of at-bats. Yeah. I think he's there to stay this year, guys, don't you? I mean, hey, listen, yeah. if if actually Ramirez becomes a mainstay, what a pickup again. I mean, I think he'd knocked around. I mean, for me, he'd showed signs for a sustained period at a lower level, albeit, but he'd showed that he's 
he's a pure hitter and was just looking for an opportunity. And the Marlins gave him that opportunity. He had probably other offers knocking around, but thought, mm, I'm going to probably be, you know, at lower levels for a longer period. My opportunity to play in the bigs the quickest, naturally, is the Marlins because we've traded everyone away. So that makes sense. But, hey, wouldn't it be a nice surprise if all of a sudden you've got a mainstay there? You know, defensively, there are some improvements. But, you know, if there's a guy, is a 350 hitter knocking around consistently that's picked, come, you know, we've picked up out of nowhere, it would be a real nice, uh, nice, nice move from the guys. So. We'll I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what, it's a good point on that. Maybe we need to be looking in the Blue Jays, AAA, because so far <laughs> we've got Ramirez and John Bertie. So That's what true. else is kicking around in there that they don't want that we can have? What are the Blue Jays doing? I mean, they're triple A team. Incredible. So, um, yeah, true. So, Lee, over to you, buddy. Um, again, I don't think you've, you've managed to see much either, but no. From your, your side, mate, um, what's what's been a standout for you the last last week and a half, two weeks? So, I mean, I mean, I mean there's, there's not really much more that I can say that the other guys haven't said. You know, it's just nice to see see the team hitting so well now. Mm-hmm. I think we're averaging like like about six runs a game now, which you know from the start of the season, all those shutouts we kept kept having, and but now now we are just just scoring runs, you know, on on a consistent but you know, time. Like I was saying, we got we got Ramirez, who's obviously the standout of the last what two weeks or so. And you know, since he's come up there, there has been a huge difference in just just in, in the whole team. Like I was saying, and touching on the on the on the the, the other pitching side, uh, I, I say we has had a few we're not not been as consistent the last the last few starts. So is that you know, that, that, that when when he is not not starting as well, you know, the guys are. Are, they are coming through. Yeah. As, as you say, so you got Richards, who's doing doing well. You know now, you know showing real consistency. The only only thing with Sandy is he walks maybe a few too many. Yeah, overall though, you can't complain. And it's just nice to see the whole squad, you know, all all all, all up performing. I think that's the challenge with Trevor and Sandy. I think I think the two of them in particular just. Yeah. There's a few too many walks there out of them in at times, but it's nice. I, I watch because obviously that was the Padres game that I did see was the Richards outing, and I hadn't watched Marlins baseball live or in, in at all for two weeks. And the first inning he rolls out and strikes out the side in the first inning, and I was like, wow. And actually, in that there was a real nice stat. It was the the, the broadcast guys had it up, but they were saying they were saying Trevor Richards. 32 appearances um, and 32 in each of them, 32 games. He'd thrown a fastball as his first pitch. <laughs> and then they were given it the big, I was thinking, Blakely's going to throw someone else now. It's because they put the graphic up. And yep, Zing did in their fastball. And I was like, there you go. He, that's, you know, that's him. He, he works to his own plan, Trevor. That's why I like <laughs> that. change up is lethal. And yeah. I, you know, it's great to see. I, I obviously I knew the result before I, as I watched the game, but seeing him pitch and you know struck the side out was like, yeah, here we go. Trevor's back. He had a a couple of iffy starts, but yeah, good to see him back in the mix um, and doing well. And this is it, guy. I, I didn't realize that Rob actually that we we were the only team to have stuck with the same five guys across the whole whole of MLB. So that 
you know, that's a testament to, well, many, many testaments, actually. But in terms of the consistency from the guys, equally the fitness as well, that's, that's yeah. amazing. They, 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 healthy. healthy guys. We were talking at the start of the year, they're going to be on pitch counts, these guys, innings counts, whatever. But, you know, what we've seen from this team, and I think that's played out, is if the bats heat up, we'll start winning because yeah. pitching's so strong. Yeah. Pitching's so, there, yeah. And I was Just... talking to uh, Tom Pringle, who runs the Padres account, and just messaged him ahead of the series, just said, you know, what are you guys about? Because I haven't seen much Padres baseball. It's, you know, we wouldn't because it's a West Coast team. And he said, we're a good team. Well, lineup's good. Our, our batting lineup's good, etc. And, you know, I, I guess they took the first game. But after that, you know, they were no match for the, the mighty Marlins. So <laughs> the, so the, the lowly Marlins, I keep seeing. <laughs> yeah, lowly Marlins. I, I've seen, I've, uh, Buster Rock went quiet. Lowly. <laughs> But Buster went quiet for a week or two, and then yeah. up again. He's, he's back on it now, and he was he was kicking off about attendances now. Now he he can't bash the Marlins about their run differential. Yeah, I mean, some of the attendances I was like, I think it's a White Sox game. There was literally nobody there at all. No. Yeah, I, never get yeah never get gets mentioned the way that Miami does. They, they those guys in their stats, they they're reporting stewards and everything. If you're working in the stadium, they're, they're saying you're you're a fan. So it's total, the, on a wider issue, MLB has a has an attendance issue in general, and there's various factors as to why that is. But it isn't just the Marlins who are impacted by that. There's a lot of clubs. I'd say probably there's at least a third of the teams are affected by the attendance issues in general. And for me, when I look at it, I think, why why is that? Isn't it just a simple supply and demand scenario? You play baseball so frequently on weekdays. Like, there's too much demand. <laughs> there's too much supply, sorry. You play too frequently to fill a stadium every day, surely, in, in, most, in certain markets anyway. Or maybe just some of them are crap. That's probably fair as well. But. Yeah, it's, it's probably a mix of the two, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. if, um, <laughs> if you're playing every day, naturally, that you're not going to sell out a stadium every day. It's, it's, no. it's, it's insane. But, yeah, combine that with being a, a crap team. Yeah. And um, yeah, you know, unless you've got a, you're kicking around doing nothing for the day, or you've got you've got some time, or you want to take the family out for a nice day. Apart from that, yeah, you're not going to fill stadiums. It's just too it's just too much. So, too and, and some stadiums are just so big. Yeah, you know, to have eighty was it eighty one games a season? You know, in like fifty thousand seats, you know, they're, they're never going to be filled for the whole no. whole season. Well, this this issue also happens all across. Um, the minor leagues as well, they're having declining attendances and, you know, people's time are taking up. There's so many different uh, uh, options for entertainment. It's not like back in the day where you think, oh, right, there might be, you know, this week, you know, a couple of baseball games on, but I want to go and see the Marlins. I've actually got to go and see them. Um, you know, you can watch every game on your phone. You can be at work. It doesn't, you know, it, it, there's so many ways you can go and see and watch your team without having to actually physically go there. The other thing the Marlins have an issue with is their location of the ground. It's a bit awkward. If you're in, let's say, Baltimore, you know, Camden Yards is quite easy to get to. And there's quite a few other grounds that are a bit like that, you know, where you can just sort of, it's easy to, from the downtown to rock up, not so much with Miami. And that makes it a bit tricky. Uh, and Miami traffic, like a lot of cities with their, their traffic in the States. Yeah. So am I really going to make the effort to get across rush hour 
to go and see a team which you know is potentially going to lose now that's my change it'd be interesting to see if the attendance is to boost a little bit now we seem to be on the ascendancy ascendancy but um uh but yeah even so there is it's a it's a whole it's an issue mlb wide just to put it into context there rob our record at the moment is 21 and 36 so uh, uh we're not quite uh going bananas but for for the marlins we're really you know this is them at their peak isn't it so well uh, yeah there's a couple of things here one is uh the, the cleveland spiders are safe uh, <laughs> or from us anyway but not maybe not from the, the orioles or, or the royals um so uh, we we're not going to, the, the the spider emoji can be put away now um and also the uh, tank for talk looks very unlikely now because there is there's 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 clearly three teams yeah. in baltimore's pitching is not going to win them many games at all it is utterly dreadful uh, the royals are playing a very very bizarre running game uh, which is not getting them anywhere um and Toronto, I don't. I, I, it looks like they're shutting down for the season already. They're on a massive losing streak. Yeah, yeah and I caught one of their games. Uh, I can't remember who they're playing uh, a few days ago, and uh, their body language was terrible. So, um, I I think uh, uh, we can concentrate on building this team and building. You know, we're starting to get a resemblance of uh, of. A, a, an outfield, a resemblance of an infield that could work. The key thing we've, we've got now to think about is, right, so it's now settled, but we actually want to trade some of these players away and bring up your, you know, we want to get, you know, trade Stalin Castro and bring in Ezon Diaz. But Castro's not, you know, is he that tradable at the moment with, with the way he's been? And yeah, yeah. Yeah, who, who wants all those ground into double plays? Uh, <laughs> Prado as well. He's he's been been yeah you know, been struggling. Yeah, he's had a really hot start, Prado, and now the last month ago he's really really slumped down. So his his Neil, trade trade value's gone. Yeah, Neil Walker, we want back fit because yeah. um, he's the one who could potentially be a, a, a trade trade piece because he's if he continues he's just sub three hundred form then you know he could go and we've got lots of options really for first base when you think about it. Yeah. Um, he, he can play with Prado to me that he was playing pretty much every day at one point because we they had to put Anderson out into the, the outfield while we had no outfielders and then Anderson's back at third which is right he should be back there at third but when, when Prado's definitely been the bench player since then and I, I you know just when you're not playing as frequently for me you just will lose a bit of rhythm and whatever so we'll see i mean it's a long old season isn't it injuries kick in you know but there there isn't i see riddles back up now as well isn't he sorry he, he came back up like that was after walker went down wasn't it so yeah yeah no well not down but went on the il so yeah you're right we, we're interested to see what some of these guys you know what their trade value is one guy whose trade value should be rocketing is uh is our man jose orreña he uh you know he, He's not he's not a number one pitcher, is he? And he won't be a number one pitcher for any sort of contender. But you know, what he gives you, I think, is a, a four five spot that he's an innings eater at four five and is relatively consistent, which is what you're looking for really at that kind of role, isn't it? You know what I mean? You just when you're a good team, you just want to be kept in game so you, your your bats can do the business. 
And I think Jose can do that. I'd still be surprised if Jose isn't moved on this year. What we get back, I don't know. But um, I do think, and, you know, he had a slow start, didn't he? But he's definitely come around. He's been been solid since. Um, So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. When's the trade deadline? End of July? Is that right now? Yeah, is it July 31st, is it? Or they brought yeah. it forward? Haven't yeah. they got rid of the waiver deadline thing as well? That's so right. now it is just, just in July and that's it. Yeah. None of that waiver stuff in, in August. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting. I mean, it's going to be really interesting, actually, to see who's who's moved. And again, it will be a little bit disappointing if one of these pitchers, like a Caleb Smith, was moved on, for example. You'd find that a little bit disappointing now because you can see... Now that the lineup's starting to go and click a bit, it the strength of the pitching just highlights again, doesn't it? And you just feel like you know, add a few tools in here, add a few pieces in, and you can win a you can you can be a five hundred team, you know, mm. relatively easily. It's not a million it's not a million miles away yeah. for that to happen. But obviously, you take away a few a few pieces, and you're back to it, and you're back to it. Dan, Dan Straley in the mix, and mm. every fifth day you're getting blown up. Um, so you know we'll see how it goes and it's going to be we're having a lot we're going to have a lot of content I think on this pod in July guys I think that's going to be yeah. we may not be talking about any real baseball we're just going to be talking about rumours and, and whatever so we'll, look, we'll, we'll park that for now what we do need to talk about though is the, the first round or day one sorry of the draft which happened yesterday evening we're all going to hold our hands up here on this podcast and say that what this is going to be a, a point of learning for us in the future. We don't really fully know and understand much about why players are in the draft, why high school players are eligible, why college players are eligible, who drafts, you know, it all, it's all a bit of a mystery for us. But what we do know is the Marlins last night had three picks and took three players. And Rob, you had the pronunciation correct on our number one pick. I'll let you. I'll let you pronounce it correctly for us. Yeah, it's JJ Blade uh, from Vanderbilt. Um, uh, he is an outfielder, and he is a power guy. So this year, he is leading uh, 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 the entire, I believe, uh, SEC uh, with uh, twenty-six home runs. He's hitting 353, 68 RBIs in 64 games. So a real, real, real power guy. And um, uh, there was Ken last night when they were doing the uh, uh, the draft show. There was Ken Griffey Jr., obviously uh, uh, a slightly uh, good uh, player in that position um, in the past. Uh, had a look at his um, technique and was really impressed. So um, it looks like a really good addition. Before, How old is he? Do we know? You know how old he is? 21, I think. Or yeah. 22 might be. It's 21 or 22. Okay. Yeah. So he's relatively, like, in a, in a, although I know he's a college player, he's kind of been in the college system for a while then, I guess, and, you know, is, you know, as near as can be an MLB type ready player from a draft anyway you know we expect to see him in what two years three years maybe if he's actually any good yeah what you, what you tend to find is that if, if someone's been drafted from high school they'll end up in the rookie or the short a 
which are the Batavia muck dogs um, for a while. Um, uh, then if they're, um, you know, from college, then that's when they'll end up in single A or maybe into double A. Um, so I, I understand, and guys, you can correct me, he's now, is it a number two prospect for us now? In the, yeah, in number the two. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so instantly, uh, I'd expect him to um, yeah, probably fall into uh, to single A maybe to start with um, uh, and then see where he goes from there. But yeah, he could be, you know, you'd hope sort of two, uh, two three years. If you look at someone like uh, sort of, uh, some players go through ever so quick, like sort of Vladimir Guerrero Junior, uh, uh, etc. Um, but um, the the key thing here is that when we were looking through our farm system, you see lots and lots of good arms. You know, we've already talked about like Gallon and Hernandez, and then you drop down a little bit, and you've got Sixto Sanchez, etc., um, uh, etc. Et as you then sort of, and we know that the catching position was was sorted out last year and in last year's draft. What is really missing is power batting anywhere in our farm system. There is very very little of it uh, at all, and that was the big concern. This addresses this concern. Mm-hmm. So not just um, uh, sort of Blade uh, that they they brought in. The other guy um, uh, they got from Missouri is uh, Cameron. Uh, I think it's Meisner, um, and yet again another uh, outfielder with who's had a very powerful season: two eight six ten homers, thirty two RBIs for Missouri, twenty stolen bases uh, mm-hmm. has. Um, so which is. Uh, uh, it, that athletic player that Marlins really, really like because those athletic players play the short game very well and get around base quickly. And, you know, you only want a guy in second base and you think, yeah, this guy can, we only want, uh, you know, a, a sack fly and we can get this guy all the way around. Um, and then the the third guy, I've just lost my notes. You're going to have to help me out, guys. Yeah. It was Nassim, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, Nassim, Nassim uh, Nunez. Yeah. Nunez, shortstop. Uh, shortstop. Yeah. Um, Prince, Prince Nassim Nunez, the shortstop. Yeah. Um, he, uh, yeah, again, is, uh, he's from Georgia as well, and he's supposed to have, you know, really good prospects as as well as a. Is he high round. school? A high school or a college? Uh, I don't know. Sorry, I have to look that up. I thought he was college. No, it might be. I mean, yeah, I, I think he's college. The lead up, the lead up to the draft. Uh, I know Craig Mish was heavy on this he was like the marlins need to go one two three in the draft college bats no ifs no buts and i think that seems like what we've done and you're right i mean this jj bladay he already is my favorite player in the marlins now i'm 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 gonna fire a jersey up rapidly <laughs> so i did see would see one other stat about him i don't know if it was this year or last year but Quite rare these days. He actually walked more than than he he struck out as well. Wow! It was like, like like fifty-one to fifty or something. Well, I guess quite rare. Be... So I'm not sure if it was this season or last year, but so, I mean, I don't know how how well it's going to translate over obviously to MLB pitch, but still still a good sign. Yeah. He's had twenty-six homers in sixty odd games. He's he's blasting a homer every other game pretty much. So. You know, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's addressing the issues as well, isn't it? Everyone knows what we needed. Yeah. Everyone knew what we needed to go and get. And from the sound of uh, the feedback from the guys in the know in Miami, it's it's been a, a, a star performance in the draft. So everyone's very excited. And 
looking at Marlins now with a top ten farm system, uh, which yeah. is which is great. Wow. Just as a correction, Nunez is actually from high school. Um, so uh, the the attraction here, yeah, again, he's an athlete, um, but a long way to go. Potential glo- gold glove upside as a shortstop, uh, but it uh, needs uh, um, yeah, obviously uh, a little bit more work at the plate. But he will get that in in rookie ball and um, uh, in in single A. What's uh, thinking about shortstop? It's an interesting position for the Marlins at the moment. When you think. Obviously, Miggy Rose, the current tenant there, and I love Miggy to death. I think he's excellent. JT Riddle, I think, needed a big season. That hasn't happened for him yet. We'll see how that goes. Who, who else is in the like? Who else is knocking on the shortstop door? And is that maybe why they've gone, you know, prospect shortstop with that third pick? It's Joe Denand, um, who's in the Jacksonville um, team at the moment, and he is the uh, the real, real hope to be the, okay. the the future shortstop. I think we'll see more of him probably in spring training. Um, but um, yeah, he, he's. Uh, I'm just looking at his stats at the moment. He's, he's having a sort of a, an average year in 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 Jacksonville. He, had, he was fairly good in Jupiter last year, a two six three average. But he's he is the real, real hope. Um, uh, in regards to being the shortstop, I believe in the in the okay. minor leagues. All right, interesting. I tell you one thing that was interesting on a wider point. When I looked through, I just scrolled through. I, the reality is, the MLB draft doesn't have the same kind of buzz like the NFL draft. I know a few of us are NFL fans as well, and you know it's a very different a different type of buzz about that, mainly because the players are ready to play immediately, mainly. So, you know, it's understandable you don't have the same buzz or awareness about players. Um, what I did see scrolling through was it was very bat heavy, I felt. It was player, you know, position player heavy in, in the draft in round, you know, early rounds. Um, and I, I don't know whether that was just, you you pick the best players available or whether that was just how it is where you go more position player early doors and then get the arms later. I think his risk is part of the problem. Yeah. There's been a lot of um, highly touted um, arms out there and then get, go on to Tommy John. And we know full well, because we've had that impact with Tyler Collick, who at mm. one point was supposed to be this hundred mile an hour um, you know, absolute lights out picture. Tommy John surgery, various other surgeries since he really hasn't left uh, single A and probably never will do. Yeah. And that's this the round pick, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He was, yeah, it was the second second pick in the first round. I think of uh, what was it? Uh, I can't remember which year it was. Two thousand thirteen was it? Um, and so that there, there is some there's some danger there, and I think that's what a lot of teams are very wary of if you get position players you just talked about um you know uh, us with uh, uh shortstop at, uh, at the moment we've talked about um uh you know we've got Den- uh joe denand and i've just forgotten the other guy's name uh will come to me who's in the jupiter hammerheads um uh, jose devers so you've got a you've got a position that we have with oh we've only got two players two short stops that are potentially coming through really want another one there you want sort of three or four for those type of position players because not all of them will make it 
and you might even get a couple that make it and one might become a really good trade piece um so you think okay right i can we've got a gap in short stop um and we know we've got two guys who are working away out through the system so we can afford to bring in nunez and and really really sort of train him up and you know we even if he doesn't make it we might have a good trade piece there with an arm you're then thinking right well this guy could be excellent as long as he doesn't have to have Tommy John surgery and as long as something else doesn't go wrong. And I think that is part of the problem yeah. um, that a lot of teams are seeing. That makes sense, doesn't it? You know, you, you're trying to de-risk it a bit with those early picks and, you know, there's no guarantees in, in any sport, in any drafting process. You, we, we see, you know, 50-round 50, 50 pick or whatever become a star and first-round picks, you never see the field. So, you know, it's it is what it is. So, yeah, it's interesting though. I mean, it's something I'm going to try and school up on a bit, guys. So next year in the draft, and we come round to it, we'll probably be picking pretty high again. I'm going to try and have a bit more understanding as to like how we get to this point. Like, what? I have no clue about why a player is being drafted. You know, do they have to declare? Do they just, if they're playing baseball, they're eligible to be drafted and they kind of get drafted and it is what it is. And then they decide, hey, I don't want to play baseball, actually. I like Carla Murray. Um, I don't know. So I'm going to I'm gonna try and personally dig a bit deeper on that and work out what's going on because I haven't got a bloody clue. Uh, but anyway, JJ Bladey, my one Bladey day, I'm, I'm a big fan of his already. And Rob, you hit the nail on the head, mate. We're looking for a power bat, a college power bat that is near ready. That's what the, the the system was missing, and it sounds like it's projected as from like a you know mid tier farm system to a top ten farm system just by our activity yesterday. So exciting times for the Marlins because we've torn it down. But to me, this is really trending in the right direction. Dan, what are your thoughts, mate? Because you know the t- the on field products turned. Pitching's been awesome through the year, and all of a sudden we're making some nice moves off the, you know, for the future. Exciting times. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, you know, where we, we've we've said from day one about the pitching's been great, and in a, in a week where, or even longer than a week, where the batting has suddenly gone on fire, it's actually been quite easy to overlook that the pitching has actually been awesome as well. Even even now the bats are hotting up. The pitching's still been great. I mean, as I said earlier, we've only allowed, our starters have only allowed seven runs in the last six games. I think I think Trevor's had one earned run in the last twelve innings, something like that. I think I saw, you know, the, even even Urania, which is who's probably struggled the most out of all of our starting pitchers, he's still been putting in some really good performances. I think I watched one of the games might have been against the Giants where he went seven innings. Um, I think just two earned runs. It's just it's great performance. I actually looked up earlier today in preparation just for another quick stat that you know I like, and um, <laughs> I thought well, well we'll have a look. At, even though the the, the 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 bats have been really good, um, I wanted to just see how the improvement in our pitching was uh, in terms of a rank from MLB, and we're ranking across MLB at 16th in earned uh, runs, which I was a little bit disappointed one. I thought oh that's not actually as good as I thought. But then when you look at the fact that across MLB, we're actually 27th in record, that's an 11 position swing from yeah. where we are to where um, where our earned runs allowed are through our pitching. And only the... Only, sorry? 
You didn't look at the batting, did you? No, I didn't look at the batting. <laughs> well, well, I did, but I ignored it. Um, and that, that 11 place swing is only actually uh, bettered by the Cincinnati Reds, who are um, 12th, uh, sorry, 22nd in MLB across everything. But they rank fourth in earned runs allowed, which is an 18 position swing. Wow. Uh, so that's quite incredible. And I thought, well, the, the fact that we're second behind them with an 11 position swing just goes to show that if you can add some power, add some bats that we have been showing get in the farm system now as a top 10, which apparently now is. There's a lot to be gloomy about, but there's also a lot to be positive about. And that's what I like. If we need a power bat, speaking of the Reds, there's no, you know, <laughs> we don't need to look any further than bringing back Double D, is there, you know? Main yep. Matt Double D. <laughs> he, uh, he just terrorises the Pirates. That's, you know, re- wheel him out against the Pirates. And it's just, I think it's, <laughs> At one point last week, he had five, it was a five-hit streak. Five hits in a row, five plate appearances, and each of them was a home run. Yeah, some of that, yeah. <laughs> That's how the boy rolls, did double D. So, um, Lee, coming to you, mate. Quick question for you, and I'll, I'll read out some next, so a couple of series we've, we've got coming up. Brewers starting tonight, followed by the Braves, Cardinals, and then... The Pirates, speaking of them. Where is our next series sweep coming? Because the boys, I, I feel like the Brewers are going to be out a few more times yet. Yeah, so I don't think the Brewers, are, we, yeah, we, 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 we might win one. Obviously, they're tough to play <laughs> on the road. <laughs> they're really tough to play. But yeah. the Braves, let's sweep the Braves. Sweep the Braves! That would be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I'd love pitching that would be yeah, really if, good. If there was one one series, you know, you know to pick to sweep, it's, it's that one. <laughs> yeah, well, hold, hold on a minute, guys. Just want to do some maths here. So, who's pitching fit? So, we got three games coming against the Brewers. Who's first up tonight? And we can work out uh, where pa- are we up to? Pa- Pablo, oh, it's Pablo Day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Pablo. Pablo Sandy. Oh, excellent. So, you know what that means the series opener against <laughs> the Braves. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Give me the pronunciation again, Dan. I haven't heard it from. Oh you. yeah, it is. Jose Urania. Urania. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible, mate. We, we're going to be delivering this podcast in Spanish in uh, by the end of the year. I tell you, <laughs> that's worked out nicely as well. That adds a little bit yeah, of Spanish as well. Perfect, It'd be interesting to see who's pitching for the Braves and whether um, what was his name? Who, who threw it? Well, who missed the rainy last time? Gorman, who was it? Absolutely. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that would be nice, wouldn't it? That would be lovely if we could sweep then. I'd love it. Yeah, perfect. I think I, think I and I it, it's not it's got nothing to do with the Braves in the UK Twitter account because I I do enjoy that. Yeah. But I really dislike the Braves. Like. <laughs> On Twitter, I really dislike them, other than the UK account, uh, which well, I do. Always have for some reason. You know, you know, you know, even long ago, you know, b- b- before I was on 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 like you know online and things like that, the Braves always the one team who I hated for some reason. <laughs> I, I haven't they followed them for get, they, get, they, you know, you know, they were always winning. That. that was it. They had a good stretch, didn't they? Where they were, they did well. Then they had to blow it up 13, again. I think thirteen division titles in a row. Yeah. 
How many World Series though in that time? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they've got they've got a lovely ballpark, and um, they're they're a team I I like sort of player wise. You know, Freeman's probably one of my favourite players in the MLB. Yeah. And you say UK Braves, it's all Bob's. You know, fantastic. But I agree. Uh, yeah, for some yeah. reason, that's uh, <laughs> you know that whole Urania incident, that, that whole thing where they forgot about what they did then to Fernandez. Yeah, so there, there was that, that you know, incident as well. So Yeah, strange. Their memories are short. That's what I find with the Braves guys. It's like <laughs> they, they refresh their phones every year and they just they must upgrade their phones and forget what they've said before. <laughs> so I don't know. But I, Lee, I think that is an awesome call, mate. <laughs> I would. I'm going to Kevin Keegan it. I'm going to say I will yeah. love it if we sweep that. Love it. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, what about you, Rob? What are you What are you thinking? Uh, I guess you're probably in the same boat. You'd be happy with a sweep against the Braves, but yeah, I think the Pirates are in a bit of problem. So I think that's yeah. um, um, that's. I think that's the more likely one out of uh, what we've got coming up because. Brewers are very good uh, and, you know, as sort of cocky as Yelich is at the moment and, you know, sort of he had the interview, didn't he, with The Athletic where he kind of said, you know, oh, look what look at the amazing team that the Marlins could have had. You know, yeah. look what you could have won and all the rest of that junk that gets recycled every week. Yeah, um, yeah and then if you look for, you, we, we've had a good run, but you've got the, you've got the Brewers, you've got the Braves, uh, you've got St. Louis then it's Pittsburgh, then back at St. Louis again, and then the Phillies and Washington and Phillies again. It, it's it's very hard now going up to the the All-Star break. Yeah. So we've been on a great run, but let's see what damage we can do against some of these big teams. Mm-hmm. We keep our rotation steady, then we can do it. Whether we'll get any sweeps, I don't know, but Pittsburgh's probably uh, more likely... I'd, I'd imagine, um, considering it is a, it's a, at home. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And I mean, Pittsburgh, the Marlins, we, we chatted about this, I think, recently, maybe before the pod, I can't even remember, but the, the Pirates, with their trade for Chris Archer, have made the Marlins look like some of the best <laughs> wheeler dealers ever. Because, <laughs> I don't know, that, that really hasn't worked out for them. And all the pieces they gave to... The Rays are all absolutely on fire this year yeah. as well. <laughs> so, you know, that, that didn't work out. But that goes to show, guys, doesn't it? This, the, 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 the kind of recipe for success is build your pitch in strength because it's so hard to acquire them. And even you've got to pay way over the odds to get a Chris Archer who the reality is he ain't that great. He's cocky, but he ain't that great. So, you know, you pay way overpaying for that. And what do you get? You know, build through your farm, stick with the plan, draft your big bats. Hey, everything's looking rosy, in my opinion, for the Marlins. This is, <laughs> you know, this is peak. But you're right, Rob. This is a, I said it the other week. May was a good month for us on the, on the, the schedule. I felt like we'd win some games. We would turn the corner. June is tricky. I think we're playing, other than the Pirates, we're playing teams that are pushing for division wins in the Brewers, Braves, Cardinals, other than the Pirates, yeah, Cardinals again, Phillies, Nats. Um, they should have been. I think they look in trouble, really, this year. But 
they should have been pushing and then back to the Phillies. So a tough old June for the boys. You know, the All-Star break comes. That'll be a nice little bit of respite, I think. And then we're actually back to a couple of games against the Mets, Padres, Dodgers, White Sox, Diamondbacks. So I feel like July will be okay as well. Might be a tough June. But, you know, there'll be a lot of trade activity flying around then too. So that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that, guys. So a couple more minutes left, guys, before we better round it off. Um, we'll dig into a couple of our usual segments. We'll maybe take a, a quick Brewers series prediction. Um, then we'll maybe get into a, a player of the week from the past two weeks. We'll, we'll do a fish across the pond player of a fortnight. First of that of its kind. Um, we need to we need to get an emoji of the week as well from you guys. So I'll let you ponder on that. I'll go first on the Brewers side. I I think we're gonna win one, and I think yeah we'll probably get chinned in two. And I think unfortunately, Yelich will go bonkers as he always does at home. And, um, yeah, he'll probably be the player of the series in that. So I'm going to go 2-1 the Brewers for me. Lee, what are you thinking, mate? Yeah, I'd probably say 2-1 the Brewers as well. He's saying they're, they're good at home. Yeah. So, so so to take one is good for me, yeah. Yeah. Could be a full out to this. What are you saying, Rob? Um, just, just to be different, I was going to say 2-1 Brewers. I'm going to go 2-1 Marlins. Because we are on the ascendancy and we are the banana skin, aren't we? We're 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 going into teams. We're we're the lowly Marlins, as we keep being recycled on on various news uh, reports. So the lowly Marlins going into the high flying Braves. Look how terrible that trade was. We've got MVP home run Yelich and, and where's Lewis Brinson, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, where's Lewis Brinson actually? <laughs> He's having a, yeah. an all right time down in Nola. Um, not hitting as many home runs as Yadier Rivera, but um, he, he's, 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 he's getting back he's, off. He's we are sick, we're in trouble. We're in real <laughs> trouble if, if big Yadier Rivera is becoming a power <laughs> Um, but his strikeouts have really reduced, which is a key thing. So I, I, I still think you will see Brinson back before the All Star break. Um, but anyway, um, uh, yeah, two, yeah. Let's let's just say we 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 upset the apple cart a bit, and it's two one. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Rob. I was going to go. Um, I was going to follow you two, but Rob's just fully convinced me that we're going to win two one now. So. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, no, he, he is right, and it, it does make a good point because we are a banana skin, and we are in the ascendancy. We've we've hit a lot of runs over the last few weeks. The pitching's spot on. Um, yeah, we're playing we're playing a very good team, and yeah, chances are we won't. But we're, we're all about the ascendancy. We're all about positivity at the minute. So we're yeah. going to win two one. Awesome. Actually, this this part of our pitching rotation is my favourite part when we yes, get this. We get in the three-game series, open with Pablo, Pablo, Sandy, Caleb. It is my favourite part, yep. easily. So Absolutely. I'm going to really enjoy this series. And I know what's going to happen. I already know it because this Jesus Aguilar, who I drafted in every bloody fantasy league, has been absolutely <laughs> shite all year. I know. I just know it. He's going to come alive in this series. So let's let's hope not. Let's hope the curse is real. And because I've drafted him, he continues to be absolute toilet. So okay, split split on the Brewers series. Um, 
we'll see how that goes. I'm looking forward to it, though, guys. I think it's going to be it – is, it is a real – just those guys, those pitchers, is so fun to watch. So, okay. Player of the week time. I think we've kind of loosely covered this already, but let's, let's go around. Let's, let's go you – know, I'll go last on this one. I'll have to decide and vote, but go reverse order. So, Dan, the man, are you taking well, the, the player of the fortnight, mate? Um, I'm actually going to go with, and it's mainly because of, well, he's been great since we last spoke, but mainly because of one fundamental reason. I'm going to go with Cooper and mainly because of the Grand Slam mm. five run ninth against the Tigers. That, that was awesome. pretty out of my seat. That was brilliant. I mean, Ramirez has been fantastic. To be honest, we could pick a lot. Alfaro has been brilliant. Mm. Ramirez, Anderson, Herrera when he's been there. But Cooper for me, um, mainly just for that reason. But plus, just for the those stats alone, twenty-two at bats, point three six four. He looks, he looks like he's going to do the business every time he steps up to the plate. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he gets he gets my vote. But in theory, it could be one of four or five. Yeah, good. Rob, and Trevor Richards, honourable mentions Trevor Richards as well. Two two fantastic pitching performances mm-hmm. since we last spoke. He's gone under the radar a little bit on this pod. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah definitely. Well, there's there's only so much love we can give to the pitch. Exactly. You know, it, <laughs> exactly. Where do we start? If if we were, if if Trevor was in the Orioles uh, rotation, he and the Orioles had a podcast. Nudge to them guys, get on with it, and get your podcast <laughs> up. But call that be gloomy, wouldn't it? Oh, <laughs> I'm going to tag them. I'm going to tag them in this in this when we we push it live. I'm going to let them know they need to listen in for an honourable mention to the Orioles UK. How many home runs have we conceded this, yeah. this week? <laughs> yeah. We need to get them on, though, because we need a bit of a Dan Straley update, I feel, as well. So <laughs> maybe. Go on, Rob. Sorry, mate. Player of the fortnight. Oh, it's really, really tricky, because I did want to go with, with Trevor Richards, because I, I, I thought for I thought a few weeks ago he looked like maybe the odd man out. The, you know who could be you know who could gallons could potentially replace but it, it, it was just a you know a brilliant performance especially last time out but uh, as I said earlier it's got to be Harold Ramirez because I think between him and Cooper have set the pitch uh, the sorry the batting alight we needed a spark and various players have come in and not been able to do it and I think it, it he's provided that massive spark. So you know, for for his uh, you know twenty five hits in, uh, in in sixty seven at bats, it's got to be Harold Ramirez. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the same same for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for the same reasons, really. Yeah, he's been the spark that 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 that, that lot we needed to to like the lineup. So yeah, for Ramirez for me, but like you say the the whole team team has been been great the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, I'm going to put us in a deadlock again, guys, unfortunately. We're going to deadlock the series predictions. We're going to deadlock the, you know, just to protect the team. I think that's what we need to do. <laughs> so, I'm taking, I'm taking Cooper as well. And you're right, Dan. It was for that moment, that grand slam in the ninth. It was, there was almost tequila all over my ceiling, I think. When, uh, <laughs> it was, it was, it was a lively moment. So, yeah, what? And we haven't had many of them this season, so yeah, it was lovely. Yeah. Special moments, mate. You're hitting grand slams in the ninth to take the yeah. lead. Uh, UK friendly times. <laughs> yeah. This is it. This is it. You're not just waking <laughs> up and reading about it. You're actually watching it. 
this is it, mate. And, and do you know what the funny thing is, and what this podcast does as well? There is, you know, friends of mine and people I engage with on Twitter who, you know, if the Marlins actually are on a UK friendly time now and other teams maybe aren't playing or, you know, it's a choice of a couple of games, they're actually leaning towards watching the Marlins because maybe they're listening to the pod. You start to understand the players a bit more and blah, blah, blah. And I, my mate who's a Yankees fan texts me going, oh, mate, I've just seen that Garrett Cooper's just gone, you know, hit, hit a grand slam and, you know, put you boys in the lead. I think it's his second game he'd ever watched of the Marlins, but we'd inspired him with our podcast um, to get it in. So, yes, yeah, happy days. So tip tip of the cap to James Foe. If he's, uh, if he's listening again, you can let me know. If not, I'll, I won't tell him I've, I've, I've mentioned his name in this, but we'll see. Um, see if he's still listening now <laughs> right guys let's round it off with the last five minutes to keep it within the hour time as requested M- emoji of the week or emoji of the fortnight Oof, it's tough <laughs> so I'm not sure where to start um, but Lee have you got something lined up mate I was looking yeah. at it I was going to go for the bomb one for like the home runs that, that, that we suddenly are, you know, are banging out now so yeah, yeah for me I mean, for me the bomb the bomb, the Garrett Cooper bomb. bomb. Yeah, the bombs. <laughs> I love it, mate. Let's drop the bomb. Fair enough. Rob, anything in the locker? Nope. Oh god, it's been two weeks. There's been so many, so many emojis. So we've had, we had the the Detroit games. That's a sweep, isn't it? So that's the brew. And then, then we we we've beaten the Cleveland Spiders. So that's the uh, no entry sign with the spider. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, Fire next to the baseball for all all the runs that are, are being hit into the gaps and and for the home runs you know everyone's you know hitting home runs Brian Holiday hit a home run uh, so yeah a, a range of any uh, happy baseball emoji for me yeah that sounds that sounds fair mate it's it's tough isn't it when there's so much going on in a positive sense like which one do you go for you know which which emoji can you can you uh, you know put your stake in the ground with? But what about you, Dan? Um, is there was is there a bee emoji? Ah, yes, the bees. The bee oh, attack. The bees, yeah, bee attack. <laughs> this was this was bizarre. I didn't see it, but I read about it. Well, I saw a little yeah. clip about it, but I don't know how, how long was that delay for. This it was, was half recently. an hour. It's, uh, it was an half hour. an hour, and and wow. Richards then went out and still pitched. And yet, and 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 like you know, what for pitchers to stop, normally they can't start again because it's part of their their whole routine and how their muscles are all warmed up. But he managed to keep warm and keep really? pitching afterwards, and it's like nothing had ever happened, even though he'd had that half an hour break. But that was very odd. Yeah, very odd. Yeah. So yeah, the B emoji for the B attack, and then of course we got we got. Um, spoiled by all the incredible bee puns like, after we won like unbelievable and do you believe it and all that so that was that was always great i'm always down for that sort of thing yeah me too that was it was remarkable that but i tell you i tell you it was definitely uh, a bit antsy was uh, todd hollandsworth in the booth he was like hey listen <laughs> if these bees come anywhere he was like paul severino going i'm out of here mate you, oh, i totally agree as well i would have been gone and i tell you he keeps coming back to dietrich he's kind of like you know there's a there's an undercurrent of Dietrich this season because there was when we were just about to play the Reds, he just had that bust up with Archer then. He's then obviously just smashed a load of home runs as well recently. But also earlier in the year, he had the B 
uh, he had the beach yeah. gear on, didn't he? You know, it's spreading cool. the the Terran and shit um, out there. So, you know, Derek Derek Dietrich should be a Marlin. Come back. It's <laughs> you know, and and no, I'm glad he's doing well. He was one of my favourite players from last year, and um, no one seemingly won him. The Reds took a took a chance, and it's paid off. But yeah, I, I like that one, Dan. Good good thinking outside the box there, mate. Uh, my one, mate, for. This it's actually a, it's a double emoji, so I'm gonna have to use two. Um, and it's the beer cheers one, you know, where there's two beers clinking, and it's the football next to it. Yay! <laughs> the mighty Reds, the mighty Reds came marching in on uh, on Saturday night. So that was. And I called it as well. I don't know if you saw it, guys, because I haven't been act- that active on Twitter. But I was like, I can see it tonight. Liverpool win, Arania win double. Get your betting slips in now. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you want a quick buck, there's the bet to be on. And it came in. So, yeah, what a week for the Reds. Six times European champs. You yeah. know, what an achievement for the boys. Yeah, and then you couple that with uh, a resurgent Miami Marlins and white life is wonderful. This is it. And soon, you know, soon enough the NFL will be back on as well. So we'll, it will be all systems go. So you know, pick it now that the the Rams will will take the Super Bowl this year, and everyone's the absolute Rams Dolphins. I mean, yeah, that'd be fair enough. We take that. (laughs) We take that. So yeah, a little bit off 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 piece from a baseball side, but big week for Liverpool and uh, big week for for a few of us here on this pod being big Liverpool fans. So yeah, happy days for the Reds. So all right, guys, well that's that's it for this week. Unless there's any other business. So we covered anything else we've forgotten? No, I think we're good. I, I, I have remembered there was a rant that I was going to get into, but we're going to save that for another day. And it's it's linked to, uh, I'm going to say fan and player safety uh, in stadiums. We'll come to that another week, I think, guys. So um, awesome. Well, thanks again, guys. The microphone is dead. My broadband is active. My house needs completely ripping out and uh, remodeling. It's going to be a huge project. So we'll, you know, as you guys film with me every week, you'll see it evolving around you. So happy days. Um, We'll speak again next week, guys, um, next Tuesday. Um, Thanks to all the listeners. The podcast is back from its IL stint and we'll be back again next week. And thanks for everyone for listening. And we'll speak soon.